0: Has anybody ever asked you, are you going to heaven? What about are you saved? Or has you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? A lot of people are concerned with what happens after death. And a lot of religions point to this afterlife. And a lot of people are already familiar with this thing called heaven, which is some realm of existence when you that you go to when you die. But not everyone can go to heaven and stay. The Bible actually lets us know that everyone at some point will be in heaven. But the truth of the matter is not everybody is going to stay. So the initial thing that you have to check off of your list when you're beginning your journey to heaven is an encounter with Jesus Christ. Why Jesus? Well, the Bible says, and this is his own words, that in John 10:9, Jesus Christ, he says that I am the door. He's saying that I am the access point to the kingdom of God, to the father. And he reiterates this point in John 14, 6, where he says that I am the way, the truth and the life, and that no man could come unto the father except through me, because all truth and all life points to Christ. That makes him the way to God, the father, who is truth and life. As Jesus Christ lets us know that he is the truth, the Bible says in John chapter 8, that you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. And then it says in 836, that he who the son sets free is free indeed. And that's why we call Christ the truth, because Christ is the one that comes and makes us free, free from what you might ask, free from torment, free from oppression, free from depression, free from wrath. And so it is his power and his power alone that we must encounter and know. To know the truth is as asking somebody, hey, can I see that? Yes, you can see it with your eyes. But what you're really asking is, can I touch it? Can I access it? So to know the truth means that you are engaging and accessing the truth. And only then do you come to know, encounter the liberating power of the truth. So it takes more than just hearing about Christ, but you must engage Christ for salvation. So how can we make sure that we engage Jesus Christ for salvation? Romans 10 tells us the road to salvation. Verse 9 says that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and will leave in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For if the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth is confession made unto salvation. And if we jump down to verse 13, it lets us know that for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There is no difference between Jew, Gentile, no ethnicity, no no gender, none of those things. It says, if you were to call on the name of Jesus Christ, if you were to confess him as your Lord and Savior, if you were to believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that he even died for you, as it says in John three sixteen, that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever shall believe on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You do those things and you will receive salvation because you're going to call on the name of Jesus. He's going to answer. He's going to encounter you. And so we want encounters with Christ and encounter with Christ is what caused Paul or Saul at the time to change from his wickedness and stop persecuting the church. And now we still talk about him and what he has done to advance the kingdom of God to this day. An encounter with Christ is what happened in Acts chapter 10 with Cornelius as Peter went and he preached unto those Gentiles and the Holy Spirit moved on them. The spirit of truth came and encountered them and sealed them unto salvation as they believed on Jesus Christ through the words that Peter spoke to them. So as somebody speaks the words of Christ unto you, as they speak the words of faith, as they speak the words of salvation, your job is to believe in your heart the truth about Christ. And then you make a confession with your mouth that he is your Lord, that he's going to be authority over you. You also have to believe that he died for you. So why do we choose Jesus? Because Jesus is the only person that was perfect, completely, entirely. That's what makes it so significant that he was born of a virgin. When Adam sinned in the beginning, what happened is he passed down the nature of sin to all of mankind. The Bible says that as sin reigned in our mortal bodies through one man, how much more should righteousness reign through one man? That man being Jesus Christ. Science tells us that we get our blood from our fathers. And so that's what makes it even more significant that Jesus was not born of a natural father, but he was conceived by the Holy Spirit, placing the seed inside of Mary, the virgin. Listen to what it says in Matthew chapter one, verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Acts 4, 11 and 12 says this about Jesus. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And Paul says in Philippians chapter two, that we are to have the same mind as Jesus Christ in ourselves, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name so that the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. So as God, the father designed it, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, who existed as God from the beginning to die as a propitiation for the sins of men so that we can be reconciled back into God, the father. And so as all of us are going to be judged for our works, as we're going to be judged for the things that we even said, as we're going to be judged for the lives that we live here on earth, whether we serve the Lord or not, we're all going to go to heaven and stand before a righteous God and receive eternal damnation or eternal life. But why would you go to hell when Jesus Christ came from heaven and died for you to go to heaven with him? Now, if you don't want to get kicked out of heaven, and spend eternity burning and in torment in hell. I want you to say this prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I confess with my mouth that you raised him from the dead because he died for me. I believe in my heart unto righteousness. I confess that I am a sinner, that I have sinned against you, that I have fallen short of your glory, but I receive your son as my substitute sacrifice to cover all of my sin, to renew me from my old man so that I can become the new creation in Christ and live justly and pleasing in your eyes as your child. As I believe on your son, Jesus, I receive the power to become your son, to inherit your kingdom and live in power to be holy and righteous in this life so that I can then meet you in heaven and stay a part of your kingdom. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. And now that you said that prayer, you can be confident that not only are you going to heaven, but you're going to stay in heaven when God calls you home. God has heard your prayer. Now I ask that God will bless you and keep you in Jesus name. Amen.